come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will be discussing Pentecost. What do you believe according to God's word? We are back live in the PNT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. And as always, you guys are awesome. You guessed it. We're going to talk about Pentecost and what you believe. We're playing a little catch up because Pentecost was this past Sunday. We normally give you these type of nuggets and lessons before these events happen. But anyway, let's get right down to it. The biblical and the world meaning of Pentecost. The Christian festival celebrating the descent of the Holy Spirit on the disciples of Jesus after his ascension held on the seventh Sunday after Resurrection Sunday. That's 50 days, essentially, 50 days after Resurrection Sunday. We can find this biblically in Acts 2, 2 through 4. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Can you believe 50 days have passed since Resurrection Sunday? It doesn't seem like that long ago, but we celebrated the death, burial, and resurrection of our Savior. On Pentecost Sunday, the Holy Spirit filled the church with power and added 3,000 new believers. That's why we're going to talk about what do you believe? I want you to imagine the 3,000 new believers and what they may have been thinking. What have I got myself into? Can what they are saying really be true? Did a man named Jesus really defeat death and the grave? And that list could go on and on and on because many of you today have those exact same questions. The awesome, awesome thing about all of this is this. Jesus once again delivered on a promise not to leave us alone. He sent us the helper of helpers in the form of the Holy Spirit. When was the last time you kept a promise like that to God? Pentecost is actually the grand finale for Holy Week or the trifecta, crucifixion, burial, resurrection, and now we get endowed by the Holy Spirit 50 days later. Those three events had to happen before Pentecost before the possibility of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Those things had to happen. Imagine that for a second. Something like this should kickstart your belief system in a way that should change us forever. Stop, pause, and imagine. I want this to be a deliberate act, not something to be taken casually. Christ's death was very deliberate. Now let's imagine a perfect God with a perfect son who died on the cross for our filthy sins and sin-filled lives will keep a promise to a stiff-necked people like us not to leave us lonely. To have come up with such an awesome plan to place his perfect spirit inside of imperfect people. See, I really want you to think about that 
I want you to wrap your head around that as I read this next scripture. I really want you to, I want that to sink in. Acts 19, 1 through 4. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him. That is in Jesus. From this scripture, you can see what you believe is vitally important in the life of a Christian. This was the first question that Paul asked them. Did you receive since you believed? Quick lesson. We can believe what we see. To believe what we can't see requires faith. The one thing I want to point out about the scripture as it relates to your belief is Paul's response in verse 4. He told the people to believe in Jesus. It's that simple. Not man, but we are to believe in Jesus. But as we go to break, I want you to ponder that because we're going to come back and talk about some more about beliefs. We're back live in the PNT Podcast Studio after that short break. We're going to look at some practical ways to demonstrate what you believe. So let's dive right in. Do you want to truly let the world know what you believe in an authentic and natural manner, but aren't sure how to do that? Well, you know, we got you covered here at the PNT Podcast Studio, my young loyal listeners. You start by sharing your story of what Christ has done for you and in your heart. You will have the opportunity to introduce others to the Jesus you met and surrendered to. I know it's hard to know what to say, when to say, how to say, and where to even start. Here are six simple things you can start doing today to show your belief in your everyday life. So it becomes a natural expression of who you are and what you believe about Christ. Number one, give generously. Proverbs 21 and 26. Some people are always greedy for more, but the godly love to give. Our natural instinct is to hold tight, but the Bible tells us time and time again to give generously. Whether it's money, time, a listening ear, a meal, or something else. Becoming generous both blesses you and those around you. It doesn't always mean money, so don't get it confused. Number two, be a peacemaker, Matthew 5 and 9. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. Rather than jamming our opinions down on people, arguing our points and viewpoints on social media, what if we look for ways to make peace instead? What better way to stand out and make a statement for Christ than by being known for our love? When you find yourself in a disagreement, take a mental step back and think about the God picture, the bigger picture, the picture that brings them to Christ. What can you do to create peace in that situation? What can you do to show love towards someone you disagree with? That's what you do to be a peacemaker. Number three, avoid negativity. Philippians 2, 14 through 15. Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God. Shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Practicing gratitude isn't just a modern phenomenon. It's biblical. If you spend your time complaining about your problems or arguing with others, it repels people and they won't want to spend any time with you, let alone hear about your walk with Christ. If you want to express your belief, 
it's a lot easier when people want to be around you. Find ways to be a light wherever you go. Number four, give people room to mess up. Colossians 3 and 13. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. No matter what you will encounter, you will encounter difficult people and situations in your daily life. People will make mistakes and disappoint you, not God. While you can't control how others act, you can't control your response. Live out your belief in a way you're demonstrating the difference between Christ and the world and the difference that Christ has made in your life without saying a word. Let your life be a living epistle. Number five, keep your word. Ephesians 4, 23 through 25. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitude. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all part of the same body. If you say you will do something, do it. The simple act of following up and keeping your promises makes a strong statement and sends a message that you're a person of character and a child of God. It's one of the easiest ways to express your belief is by keeping your word. You know why? Because God kept his word by sending his son and his son kept his word by sending the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Number six, trust God to work. First Corinthians 13 and seven. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every situation. I know that's a tough one. When we don't see instant gratification or the change that we're looking for, it can become discouraging. I know I've experienced that. In these times, it is important to trust him to do a good work in his time. See, not our time, in God's time. We may never see the results from our sharing our belief and faith with others, but we can hold on to God's promises in Isaiah 55 and 11. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will always accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper wherever I send it. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were chatting about how Jesus can change the heart of man in a blink of an eye, literally. We were reading about Saul, who was threatening to murder the disciples and anyone who was walking with Jesus, you know, Christians. Saul was on his way to do just that when Jesus blinded him. Yes, blinded him. His boys had to help him find his way. He was blinded for three days. When he received his sight, he sat and learned from the disciples. Yep, you guessed it, the same ones who he was going to kill. But God had another plan for his life. Saul preached Christ and later his name was changed to Paul. Maybe you are not where you should be in Christ, but no one understand that you can be changed in a blink of an eye as well. Jesus is in the business of changing hearts. If there is a calling on your life as a Christian, and I believe there is, Jesus will remove the scales from your eyes that you will be able to see clearly the things that you are doing that are not pleasing or acceptable to him, and you will change your ways and walk in your purpose. Sometimes we get a little hard-headed and we have to be shown that God is in control. Please don't be blinded to see that you need Christ. 
I was telling them that there are people out here who do not believe in Jesus and will do anything and everything they can to stop them from believing. They'll challenge you with questions that you may not be able to answer. They will try to get you to believe in what they believe in. They will try to change the truths in the Bible to fit what they want and how they want to live. They will change and come up with creative ways to try and make you stumble in your walk with Christ. But hold fast. Don't give in. If you truly desire to walk with Christ, love people and be a witness, then just like when Saul's name was changed to Paul, you too can have a name change. You don't have to be what people have called you or what they have labeled you as or what they have said about you, whether it was from the color of your skin, you're too light, you're too dark, your size, you're too fat, you're too skinny, or where you live. Oh, you live in that neighborhood? You live in the projects? Or who your parents are? Your father's in jail, your mother's in the streets. Don't let people dictate who you are or who you will become. The color of our skin or our size or where we live or the struggles of our parents should never stop us from reaching our goals. Let people know exactly whose you are. You are a child of the Most High, a royal priesthood. You are a chosen generation. Keep walking, young loyal listeners, and don't let anyone make you stumble. Oh, and one last thing. We are waiting to hear from you. Drop us a comment or two at pntpodcast2020 at gmail.com and let us know how this podcast has touched you or just to say, hey, I'm a young loyal listener. Be blessed. In summary, the importance of Pentecost and knowing what you believe. I can sum this up in one quote. When you strip it of everything else, Pentecost stands for power and life. That's what came into the church when the Holy Spirit came down on the day of Pentecost. Wisdom is knowing the right thing to do and doing it at the right time to get the desired result. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-productions editing techniques that's used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian Education Ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Or Real Talk What? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.